At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Well, I'll start off on that note. Um, you know, great news this morning to hear that the game um, will be sold out. To, to to realize that to have each one of our home games sold up, uh, sold out, I think was certainly a hope. Um, but to have it have it occur, a lot of things have to happen. Um, you know, first off, you know we have amazing support, and, and you know not only has that been evident when we've been at home, but uh, the crowd we had. Um, at Eastern Washington on Saturday was uh, was amazing. Um, down at Laramie, Ogden, Portland, um, everywhere we've been, you know, our crowd has has been uh, has made a difference. And you know, the to quantify it in a home game, what that means for us, and ultimately the obstacle it creates for our opponents, um, it's hard to quantify. So uh, we really appreciate it as a football program. Um, and we hope that you know uh, we're providing an opportunity that, that people don't want to miss out on. You know that's that's the environment we're trying to create. That's the team um, that we want to have. People want to follow. And like Leon alluded to, we we hope there's many games beyond this next one to come. But all we can control from a home game perspective is this next one. Um, and, and coming off the the game at Eastern Washington, where we found a, a, a way to win in an environment that, and against a program that we hadn't, uh, as a program, had a lot of success against was was huge. Um, we certainly did a lot of the things well as far as the the plan goes, the, um, but we put ourselves in some situations that created a, a challenge. And, you know, uh, I'm so proud of the guys for trusting each other, believing in one another, believing in the plan. Um, and I, I think the things that we've continued to um, t- talk to them about, it, it creating consistency, creating the same um, type of team, and continued improvement, um, our guys have bought into it. And we we talked about you know playing in November, and, and these games um, matter so much, obviously um, for for standings and rankings and all those type of things. But it really matters: are we getting? better as a football team so I think in many ways we did that on Saturday against a really good opponent and you know now we got to find a way to to do it against Idaho Idaho um, you know has not had maybe the season that they hoped for um, but they're a team that you know we feel like from a talent perspective and from a the ability to come in here and really challenge us they have all the ingredients so um, you know we were back to work today I think our guys you know uh, certainly enjoyed the win but you know, we're back at it and getting ready for, for the Vandals. So uh, with that, I'll open up for questions. Troy and uh, Bryce, Player of the Week, uh, can you kind of just describe how, how you felt about their performances? On yeah, um, you know, speaking to Troy, I think it's it's evident he's one of the best players in our conference. Um, and he's continued to, to show up every Saturday with those type of performances. So whether this is the first time he deserved it or not I don't know but he got it and it's uh it's well deserved and without his play his leadership um just the way he goes about his day-to-day business we wouldn't be the team that we are I think that's that's fairly easy um 
you know, I know probably the first thing he'd say, he dropped that touchdown, and <laughs> that could have made a big difference. But, you know, the 15 tackles and just just his presence um, and how an offense has to, you know, think about a Mike linebacker, um, I, I think that's that goes without a lot of uh, conversation, you know, week to week. But, but I know he's a guy that every other offense has to prepare, prepare for. Um, with Bryce, you know, we talk about gaining a, an edge in special teams, and sometimes those edges are, are obvious. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of, of taking, you know, net punt and net kickoff versus theirs. And while we haven't had um, the explosive plays um, in the return game, and we had one, another, you know, we've had two, both of them been called back, I guess, over the course of the season. Um, you know, Bryce's punt at the end of the game, that gave us an edge in the special teams. You know, his ability to, to put them inside the, the five, um, you know, you could argue that was the biggest play of the game. And, and Bryce has continued to get better and better um, throughout the season. He's been he's been very steady, um, very consistent, and you know he's a guy that we we feel like can be a, a difference maker for us. And, and he certainly made a difference on Saturday. Have you ever coached a player quite like Troy who can impact the game in so many different ways? Well, you know I've been primarily an offensive coach, so I, you know certainly get. I've had a couple quarterbacks that could impact the game in a lot of different ways. I, I think over the course of the time, we've had some really impactful defensive players um, that have gone on to some great things. But I, Troy would be right up there. And, and when you quantify his whole career and all he's done, that puts him on a, a whole different level. Obviously, I wasn't here for the, the quarterback and the running back days. But you know, I think what goes a little bit unseen is that he's out there on special teams a whole bunch for us too. And you know, there's there's a trust factor um, that obviously a player like him brings to those special teams. Um, but there's a complete buy-in on his part too. You know, I think any opportunity he can go out there and, and help us win a football game, he wants to. Um, and what I really appreciate about him. You know, he had pl- he'd played defense, but he'd been an outside linebacker. And he, he, what he was asked to do previously was was more cover and blitz. And we've, you know, without him being in spring ball, really asked him to do um, and play a kind of a completely different position. Felt like he was very capable of doing it uh, based on his skill set. But he's taken that and, and ran with it. And, you know, he's a guy, and I've said it, before, whether it's in the classroom or on the field, he could get by on just his ability, but he doesn't uh, treat it that way. So, um, you know, he's he's right up there as, as far as the the complete package about as far as guys that I've been around for sure. The announcers uh, when we in the press box after the game were saying you can't keep running outside, talking about Edo Eastern uh, because of Troy and mm-hmm. the speed of those guys side to side, but then. We were saying, well, you can't really run up the middle because of Chase. I mean, how much does that speak to just the depth and you know how good you guys are? Yeah, um, one of you guys asked about it after the after the game that day. It was maybe Coulter, actually. You know, what is kind of what is the, the kind of similar question? You know, and I, I said, you know, in, in Troy's case, you know, when you put all the X's and O's up there, he's probably exactly what you're looking for so you you can do more things with him you can um, you can stress him more um, in the run game and then at the same time it's not all about him I I think that's 
really what we got we have going on on defense right now it's about all 11 guys doing their job play after play and in you know we weren't perfect on on Saturday defensively and a couple times it was it was some misfits that you know maybe scored for 10 plus yards but they you know because everyone else is doing their job and running the football those 10 yards maybe become 20 at the most um and we're not giving up um 60 70 yard types of plays 40 yard plays for that matter um defense or offenses have to go the long way against us and no matter who you know who you have offensively that's hard um you know and i think eastern found that out and, and we um we got got them off the field a whole bunch more than I think they're used to. Uh, third down, you know, the fact that they were three of thirteen, um, you know, that speaks to our third down play. But it also spoke to what we were doing on first and second down. You know, we got them behind the chains um, quite a bit, and, and that's what we've been able to do all season. So um, we got a lot of good players, uh, and I, I think they're playing at a high level. Um, you know, I, I don't look and say boy, if this guy could only play a little bit better. I think we look across the board and, you know, beyond those 11 guys, um, we're playing obviously more than that up front. We've played more linebackers than that. We've been able to play more corners than that. So, we're you know, we've probably rolled with, you know, upwards towards 20 guys, and, you know, they're all playing up to their capabilities. And I think that's credit to our coaches, but it's a credit to our guys just buying in and continuing to improve as the season has gone along. And I think our confidence defensively is it just continues to grow. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where a team like Eastern Washington with the numbers they had thrown up did not intimidate our guys. I, I think our expectation was that we would do what we did. Um, and that's how it played out. Getting chased back, is that something that you can notice, I guess? Yeah, you know, I refer to it after the, the Idaho State game that, the guys that played for him, um, Byron, Blake Schmidt, um, played well within their capabilities. This chase has another level, and, and you know it only ends up being maybe a handful of plays each game. But if it's four or five plays that he's doing something that's, I, I you know, to the common man a little extraordinary, that matters. You know, and, and he uh, he did that in the run game in particular at times. Um, on Saturday was extremely disruptive and plays that he maybe doesn't even get the tackle, but he creates the, the the running back having to do something he doesn't want to, and then there's a tackle that's right behind it. So, yeah, he may he makes a huge difference, and you know appreciated you know his efforts to get healthy and, and go out there and just play his tail off. Do you think he has some some pro potential? Well, I, I think he's he's got a a game that can equate you know um, from a disruptiveness you know he's probably a little bit undersized relative to ultimately what what they're looking for but he's very disruptive plays with the really high motor is incredibly strong so you know I, I think his health has been a, a challenge um, but yeah I think you know the way he plays I, I think he, he warrants that um, that look for sure how do you feel like James played in his return James played well, you know, and James is a competitor, and he, you know, he was competing against time the last several weeks since Portland to get back on the field, and, and it, you know, to get to get back on the field coming off an injury, it takes that mindset, and, and um, so he did all the things between Portland and now to get back on the field, and he went out and played hard, and, and you know, made a couple tackles, um, 
you know, he, to my knowledge, really wasn't tested a whole lot, and that's probably because he was covering his guy. You know, um, we were getting pressure, and he was covering his guy, and, and I'm trying to think. I mean, I think he had a couple open field opportunities tackling-wise, but, you know, his guys weren't getting targeted a whole lot, and that's, uh, that's a credit to him. And then uh, Nate coming back, I know he was beating himself up for the – touchdown opportunity missed but uh, but how did you feel and how relieved does he seem to be back on the field yeah you know I think it's it's been a long road for Nate and it's you know you think about his his journey here um you you transfer and, and you know it doesn't immediately turn into what you think it might and then you you know you're on your way and and you're doing well and then you get hurt and you don't know how long that's going to keep you out for and I you know I think optimistically in November was the time you know, I think he wanted to happen. He wanted it to happen faster, but here we were in November, and it happened for him. And you know, uh, he went out there, and, and just like James, Nate's a competitor. He's willing to do whatever he can. And you know, I think once he got out there and got his feet wet, so so to speak, it was just like having old Nate out there. Right? You know, in which um, we didn't get a chance to see what old Nate looked like in a game. So it was it was, it was good to see. Well, I, I think they're a talented uh, team, and and it hasn't quite gone their way um but they're coming off a a big home victory on their senior day I think offensively you know they were without their quarterback for a while and and, and he's a guy that uh you know has had he's a transfer um has been at UConn had a you know an opportunity to win a division two championship in his time at West Florida um so he's a, I think a talented guy that uh can throw the football well and he's you know he's in that 65 range as far as his completion percentage he's got a couple targets that you know I think have a, a lot of ability on the outside and they have a couple backs that they can give it to that are are different but uh, it seems like they want to be able to you know um, split up the carries and sometimes when you have different guys back there that kind of create that that change up a little bit that's challenging so I think offensively um, you know they have the ability to do some things against you, against you, and defensively, um, you know the defensive coordinator is a guy named Mike Breskett I worked with back uh, quite a while ago at NDSU, but have faced on some different occasions. The most recently, we we played Idaho in '19 at Wyoming, and you know Coach Breskett's a, a very good defensive mind, and, and you know they they have the ability to, to do a lot. I think linebacker wise, in particular, their inside linebackers are really good players led by you know Trey Walker and um, I know they got um, the ability to get pressure on you and they, they you know they just have a, they have a talented bunch that have a few games have gotten away from them hard to explain um, they maybe say the same thing but you know I think as of late they've they've been playing pretty good football and, and we have to be ready for that um, um, and not you know we've uh, we've pra- praised or preached it all year you know, we've done the things we need to do, but we really haven't accomplished anything. And that's the same message here. You know, we're eight and one. We've got a lot out in front of us, but we haven't accomplished anything. So, you know, this is the next one in line, and, and we got to take it for what it's worth and, and know that we have a good football team coming here. Do you want your sports news, commentary, and features from a corporate publication? Would you like to hear it from local experts who have lived in your community their entire lives? At Skyline Sports, Coulter and Brooks Nuanas bring more than two decades of experience to give you old-school journalism with a new-age presentation at SkylineSportsMT.com. The Nuanas brothers provide knowledge from a family who lives Big Sky Conference athletics every day. For $8 a month or 90 bucks a year, get access to comprehensive college Grizz and Bobcat coverage at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day every season and Leon mentioned it senior day what has this group of seniors meant to 
Yeah, I, you know, I think your, your first group um, as a head coach is probably always going to have a, a very special place in your heart, in, in part because those are the guys you probably get to know the quickest and the best um, just by the nature of the way, you know, you want to reach out to them as far as learning about the program. Um, certainly the captains are all um, part of that bunch, and I spend a qu- quite a bit of time with them. Um, and you know that, you know, as a coach, their time, you know, is short. Their time, um, even though in some cases it's been six years, what they have left is short, and they want to make the most out of it. So those are the guys you really want to you want to tap into, but you want to make their um, season as special as possible. And in, in particular, a transition um you know, I think we knew right away that we had a talented group and a talented group of seniors, um, a group of seniors that had been through a lot, had come very close. I could re- go on and on, but the, the transition coaching-wise couldn't hurt their opportunity to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And I appreciate them first and foremost for, for buying into the the changes and, and helping us through the changes. And, um, you know, it'll be great to, you know, It'll be great to send them off on Saturday, but you know, hopefully, we can find a way to that this isn't their last home game. Do you, do you expect Taylor back for this game, or what's his take? Uh, the expectation is that he will be back. Yes. Okay. Yep. And so, what do you think of the, the guys who did play instead? Uh, yeah. Um, a purposeful alternation there. Yes. Um, you know, so address to Cole Sane didn't make the trip. Um, Cole was, was injured last week, um, just wasn't ready to make the trip. And, you know, Dylan Porter and Joe McElroy were both guys that um, I think through the course of the season have, you know, been waiting in the wings and preparing for their opportunity, um, you know, filling gaps in on either side, both left and right as the seasons kind of went along. And I, I think going in, with the nature of the timing um, with both situations, both with Taylor and Cole, um, we felt it was best to, to play them both. And it was probably, in, you know, fairest to play them both. Um, and really thought they both comp- complete, competed well. And, and you hope out of that um, they both take that and now they have a newfound confidence. You know, sometimes getting over that hurdle is just just playing in meaningful reps. And Dylan had played in a few at a home game. I can't recall which one it was when Taylor went out and he got thrown in there for a little stretch. But Joe really hadn't. So um, I thought they both performed well, you know, and they didn't have to be anything more than they're the best version of themselves. And I thought they both did that. And um, I think it was very meaningful for both of them. But it was important for our team that they went in there and just did their job. Any other uh, absences this weekend? Moving forward, um, not at the current time. No, uh, we got out of that game um, very healthy. Um, you know, I, I think Andrew Patterson has continued to make progress um, slowly but surely. So I, I hope we have him coming back. Um, I know he's only played one game yet, but I, I think he's fairly obvious that he flashed pretty good in that one game so we've been hopeful to get him back since then and I think that'll happen but as far as absences at the you know as we see here on Monday nothing uh, what'd you say to Willie after his penalty well I asked him what he did I and I said um first off I said he made a great play I don't know what you did what'd you do and okay let's it's not whatever I didn't even know what he did I mean honestly so um 
he drew a penalty, and we don't need that. We make the play, and we come back to the huddle. And, and I said, you get back out there and, and make some more plays. That was that was about it. Um, so have you, have you seen it since? Yeah. What did you think of that call? Uh, I I would suggest it was a misinterpretation of what he was doing. I'll just leave it at that. I mean, so. yeah. Coach, with senior day uh, coming up as well as you know, you guys just coming off a big win, how do you get your team to stay focused on the game ahead with the Grizz right around the corner too? You just talk about Idaho. Keep it all, all within this week. Um, and we've been able to, I think, do that all season uh, long. And, and I, I, there's no reason for that mindset to change um, or think our guys should not be capable of living within the moment. Um, so, yeah, make it about Idaho all week. Um, whatever's in front of us, whether it's the scheduled game beyond this game or the potential for playoffs, is all – stuff that uh, is down the road and in, in some ways obviously contingent about how we perform this Saturday so let's make it about Saturday let's let's pour into our preparation for Idaho and and give them you know our best effort there's uh, been a little bit of buzz about the possibility of college game day mm-hmm. coming to Missoula uh, as someone who coached at NDSU and Fargo hosted game day just what are your thoughts on the prospect of that and what's it like well, I think going back to that that opportunity, um, I don't know if that was the first one, but it was it kind of became the first one of the regular ones that they, they chose to go to an FCS school every year. And I know um, when it happened, I we couldn't. I my I think it was my sister called or something, and she had heard it before. And I was like, "There's no way." They, I mean, there's no way. That's that's. But anyways, it happened, and you know, it's a credit to I think ESPN to, uh, identifying that. You know, there's there's big games and, and um, big venues and great programs beyond the FBS, um, and they've they've stuck to it and um, they haven't made it out this far yet. Um, so, you know, if it, if it happens, great. Um, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's uh, it was a you know it was a neat opportunity I know for for our program at NDSU and our our, our players. Um, and I think it's just it's just good for football. It's good for college football. It's good for FCS to be, you know, have the light sh- shine on it, um, you know, because everybody's eyes that are a college football fan are they're probably they're probably on game day, college game day, and um, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, it was a neat experience. Yeah, uh, in your experience, is a, is a trap game a real thing, or is that mostly kind of like a media-driven narrative? Thing? Probably media-driven. No, I don't know. I, I think I think if you're if you, you if you don't have a mature team and, and you're coaching ahead, um, you're trying to get two things accomplished at once. Yeah, I think it can occur. I you know because if, if if you know if you don't have enough respect for your opponents. Um, whoever they are as a team, you got some real issues. Um, so I, I think we've we understand that in our league, um, you know anybody can beat anybody, and you know why seasons go the directions they go. Sometimes it's 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 good momentum, it's bad momentum, it's youth, it's injuries. It's it, you could lay out all the different reasons why. So you know. Every team is capable of beating everybody, and I think we've seen that through the league this year. It's there's been some real upsets. There's been some really close games that no one thought could happen, and I know we've been a part of a couple of those. And you could point to our last home game 
against Idaho State. I think we prepared well, and we knew they were dangerous, and, and you know, they gave us fits. Um, so, you know, you just got to go about your business, and, and football allows for that. Football allows you the, this week to prepare. Um, you know, coaching sports that have two games on a weekend or three games for a week, I – you know, you could probably fall into a lot more traps that way just because your workload has to be different. So I, I think our team has, um, you know, understood how to go about our business every week, and I would expect this week to be no different. Coulter, do you have anything? Yeah, sure. I just have a couple for you, Coach. Uh, first of all, I find Idaho's presence back in the league fascinating because it's almost like a line in the sand for fans to see how long you've been following the big sky. I know a lot of fans, maybe of the older demographic, really think of Idaho as uh, a fierce rivalry with Montana State. So uh, do you have any perception of that, or what do you think of Idaho being back in the big sky conference? Well, you know, my perspective is, you know, we played them not too long ago, and that was a real challenge for us that day. And I know they still probably had some um, semblance of their FBS recruiting and talent but they were in that 19 they were really good 19 is not too long ago uh, but then you, you know you look at um, their history and their history with with great quarterback play with playoff teams with conference championships um, I know coach Erickson um, had some real success there um, you know amongst others and, and you know I I think their stretch um you know, 70s, 80s, pre the jump in the 90s was was very successful. You know, and they, I think they got to the semifinals a couple times. Um, so they were a real live FCS program, and I, and I know there was good reason why they they moved up to FBS. I mean, I, I think that the schools that move up to FBS are generally those ones that you know feel like um, they've accomplished something at at a level and. and you know, move up because they can accomplish more, and they and they did at the F, FBS level. I remember watching them in in sixteen beat Colorado State in the the uh, Potato Bowl and, and finishing off a great season. And um, you know, they they more than anyone from an FBS perspective probably got their hand forced because of their geography. And um, you know, that's that was unfortunate for them because I, I would I would guess that that wasn't the plan and it, it wasn't a, a forced well, it wasn't a deal that they wanted to do, but the geography of everything um, forced their hand. So I guess that's my perspective. It's it's um, you know uh, a program that's that's had success, and I, I'm certain will will have success moving forward. You mentioned Coach Bresky. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with him because he's been in and out of this region for so long. What uh, how would you describe his defense? So I remember. From back in the early 2010s in Montana, a bunch of fire zone stuff and a bunch of blitzing. Is he still high pressure like he was uh, at his last stops? Yeah, and you know, not only did I coach with him at um, NDSU, but you know, he 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 was at Wyoming before that, had a bunch of success. Was with Coach Glenn at Montana that previous stop. Was at Northern Colorado going way back. So, um, no, I, I think. Uh, you know he's uh, he's a very experienced defensive coordinator. He's run um, he's probably run the gamut as far as all the different things you can and and, and will do. Um, you know, and he's he's shown over his career to be very aggressive. Um, you know, and be able to really dial up a good game plan. Um, you know, that last time in nineteen, you know, he 
he gave us, and that was head to head right there. Um, he, they gave us all we wanted that day, and and so you know he's very innovative and, and um, like has the you know has the way about him that being aggressive is is is, is certainly a part of who he is. So um, look forward to seeing him, facing him, all that stuff, and you know certainly expect a good plan from him. And personnel wise, uh, it seems to me that their front seven defensively is one of the most talented in the league. Do you see that when you watch them on film? I think that's fair. Yeah, length, size, athleticism, um, you name it. And, and guys that have not only, you know, uh, maybe put up some, they look they look good physically, I guess, but they've put up some really good numbers over the course of the season. So, um, so yeah, like I said before, I don't know why in some games things have gotten off the rails for them, but, but I, I, you see what they're capable of. Um, and I think we we understand fully that uh, from a talent perspective, um, you know, this is a team that um, that we're going to have our hands full. I think on both sides of the football. Does that cause them for a higher level of, of alert? I guess, or urgency, or, or I guess, you know, the, the fact that this team maybe isn't a playoff team but does have good talent is that a concern of the coach? For sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think I think talent always scares you you know I think talent always puts you on alert and I hope with our players um, I think they're mature enough to recognize talent too and again if 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 we can make it just about Idaho this week which that's what we intend on doing you know we'll prepare and and, and we got a talented bunch too and, and we're, we're going to go after it um, but but I think we understand fully that uh, you know no one's going to lay down for us and, and we're not so talented that we can just um I guess win on talent alone. We need to be prepared, and, and we need to be in the right places. We need to, you know, take that talent and, and you know finish blocks and tackle and all the things. You know, run to the football and, and play with great effort. I mean, that stuff all has to, you know, override you know how talented we are. And and last one for you. I know that you guys aren't concerned about the postseason awards and stuff like that right now, but. Uh, it seems to me that Isaiah Fonte has at least made a case to get some sort of a national recognition uh, just for his performance so far. So, I mean, I guess you hope that, that people are noticing just the, the workload he's carrying for you guys? I would hope so, yeah. He's, um, you know, he's continued each week to bring um, to bring us an advantage, I guess. You know, in, in some weeks more than others. Some weeks he's had to carry the load a little bit more than others. Um, you know, if there's a a better back out there. I don't. I I haven't seen him at this level um, or whatever. I mean, I, you know, he's he's been there every week and he's um, he's playing at a high level. So I hope people out there are recognizing him and recognizing that uh, you know we're eight and one for a reason. We got we got some good players on this team that are really playing at a high level. And um, you know, beyond Isaiah, I, I hope there's more individuals to get recognized too but the big the best part about it I think our guys aren't caught up in that at all and you know they want to do everything we can as a team first and understand that the rest will take care of itself at Blackfoot Communications our mission is to connect people businesses and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond 
Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. 